0: Spirit of Design delves deep into the unseen elements of design and holistic sustainability.
1: Join us, Amy and Anya, for open conversations with creatives, scholars, activists, and others, to envision alternative design futures that are diverse, inclusive, community-centric, and in symbiosis with all life on this planet. back to spirit of design podcast um we're super excited to spend today again in conversation with each other um anya and i and today we're going to really explore or begin exploring the topic of where does connection to place fit in with fashion um it's something we've spoken about many times between ourselves um it's something that anya's Um, PhD work is exploring. Um, So yeah, we're really excited to dive into this topic. And we pretty much just had a 30 minute conversation, which we forgot to record. So we're just gonna (laughs) dive straight, straight in deep. And um, yeah, Anya, I let's let's start off with um, your recent Instagram post, because we were just talking about it before we remembered to push record. And I feel like it's a really good place to begin, actually, with the question that you were asking. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to turn it to you and you can share what your post is about and we'll go from there.
0: Thanks, Amy. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, As you mentioned, I am starting to explore. It's not the focus of my research, but one of the many facets that are coming out at present, only a few months in. Um, But I, I was just posted the other day some reflections on place and um trying to navigate the complexities of place how I connect to place at the moment I'm situated on Gadigal land which is um Sydney and have a deep deep love and reverence for this place but I grew up somewhere else I was born somewhere else and come from um, Polish roots, my parents immigrated in the 80s and so I still have very strong ties to Poland. And so how do all these connections to place inform my work and my practice here now? So that's something I've been thinking about. But also this idea and Amy, you were the one that first sparked this within me. I remember we were having a conversation and you were saying, you know, instead of everyone trying to learn other people's indigenous knowledges and tokenize and fetishize indigenous knowledges, which is happening a lot now, why doesn't everyone reconnect to their own indigenous roots? Because we are indigenous to some place um, in some point in time, if we go far back enough. And that's just been such a recurring theme for me. It's been coming up. It came up in um, Sand Talk, Tyson young Porter's book, as well as um, a workshop I did on the weekend around connecting to country and this idea of how can we um, connect to our own ancestral knowledge but then also use this to inform the place that we're on, situated where we work, live and play um, to help us care for the place that we're on now. And moving that even further, I'm interested in, like we were speaking about before, how does this inform like fashion, like how we create, how we do fashion, particularly as fashion has been so displaced because of globalisation? Do you have any thoughts on this, Amy?
1: Yeah, I mean, where to start? <laughs> I have lots of thoughts on it. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting, the conversation exploring around, like, um, finding, like, reconnecting to our own roots, and we've spoken about this um, before, like you said, Um I think oftentimes right now there's a lot of searching for connection and searching for a sense of belonging, searching for a sense of rootedness in our increasingly globalized communities. Um, And so many people feel that desire to feel, um, you know, with that loss of kind of those cultural practices, with those loss of, um, ritual, with the loss of, um, ceremony that's kind of come a lot with globalization and with colonization. Um, there is that sense of, um, rootlessness or that sense of like real deep desire for belonging and knowing of where your place is in the world. And we see that in like mm, a lot in the spiritual community with, um, People searching for belonging or um, a knowing of oneself through ceremonies that perhaps aren't um, native to oneself, um, like cacao ceremonies or different spiritual ceremonies, things like that. And I think sometimes that's a great starting point um, because we just don't know where to begin. But I always feel like it's really important to like search back in our own roots because I believe that like. Our, our DNA, our, our, I guess, that ancestral blueprint tells a lot about who we are and what our place is in the world. I feel like it's like when we look at ecosystems, culture is like part of an ecosystem. Cultures emerge out of um, intimate knowledge of place and land and a sense of belonging. And um, they evolve and adapt as well. But I feel like some I feel like there's so much benefit to be had in returning to our roots as much as we can. And sometimes that takes a lot of investigation and a lot of um, research work, um, because it's not necessarily easy to find because a lot of it's been lost. But I feel like there's so much we learn about ourselves and about who we are, um, when we begin to take those journeys. Um, And that's something that I've learned personally in my own life that as I have because I grew up in cultures that weren't my own um, and I was so lucky to be embraced into those cultures and I will always feel a really strong sense of connection and belonging in those places but it wasn't until I began to connect to my own roots that I really began to deeply understand who I was um, and some of the reasons I was the way I was in the world and yeah so I think that's one thing that I always encourage people to look at but in in terms of fashion, I think that connection to place is so important. I think we've become increasingly globalized, and our Western society tends to be quite individualistic, but I think that when we have that strong sense of rootedness to place, when we have that strong sense of like understanding and that intimate knowledge of place. Somehow it transforms the way we think about others, and the way we think about um, the places that we work in, and the, the the materials that we use, and the wit and the imprints, the the footprints that we leave on the places that we're working in. And so I think, yeah, I think beginning to create if we don't already have those connections to places like super important for fashion and. Um, sustainable
0: practices within fashion mm, yeah thanks for sh- yeah thank you for you posing that question to me a while ago because it's like I said I can't get it out of my mind but um going on from what you were saying in terms of connecting to place for fashion I'm, I'm now thinking how do you actually connect to place for fashion is it about looking at local fashion practices that are happening around you in that place or is it um, about actually connecting to that physical place and many of these places aren't they're not just nature sites anymore there's all also like an urban an urban place that we now have created in our world so connecting to those aspects and then what's already situated within local fashion community I think is quite um, an important aspect to look at because we can find those little moments of relationality already existent in perhaps um, like a um, little local tailor shop or a little um, little fashion brand or a store and that perhaps hasn't that still does have quite strong connections to that place. And I know it is it is hard to do, though, because so much of the supply chain system has been outsourced and has connections to tens and tens of different places. So I'm wondering now, how does that work? How does that all sit in relationship with one another and and, and inform one another?
1: Mm. I mean, I don't think that there's a singular answer to that question, though. Like, I feel Mm. like that's something that every brand is going to have to individually navigate themselves. Like, you've got movements like the fiber shed movement, which is very much about being within a certain radius and and sourcing everything from within that fiber shed. Um, And so for some brands, that's going to be a solution. And for others, it's going to be looking like creating a... I think sometimes you can create um, form relationships with the physical place that you're in and the community that you live in. And by forming those relationships in that space, which you are physically occupying as a designer, as the brand central or whatever, by forming those relationships, it then also informs the relationships you have with supply chains and with. Um, you know, your materials that come from other places. I think if you have an understanding of, if you have a respect and an understanding for the natural and human communities that you live in, it's going to give you a a respect um, for the natural and human communities that you source from. Um, It's not necessarily always possible to source from the space that you come from. Um, in your immediate vicinity and work locally in that sense. Like, I mean, it would be amazing if it was, but I know for sure here in New Zealand, that's very hard to do unless you're working with very specific um, materials. Um, but yeah, I, I I believe that like creating those connections to place are always going to inform a more respectful relationship with wherever you work from. Like, I think if we don't have that, if we don't have that sense of community, like with the natural world and with our human communities, it's very easy. It's even easier to disassociate with the places that we source from and the peoples that we work with that may not we may not necessarily be able to have that face-to-face daily relationship with.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because you're disconnected from, from the effects, whether they're positive or negative in that community. So I, I think that's what we've lost touch with, that connection to place so much. And I think that's what allows us to do so much dis- ex- destruction in the world because we are disassociated from those effects but then also we don't get to see the benefits which is really mm. interesting to think about because those benefits can actually enrich our communities mm.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Like on either side of the spectrum, we don't get to see the negative ramifications if we are not thoughtful about the way we make things, and we also don't get to see, you know, the beautiful aspect of things, like how it can enhance a community and how it can contribute to a community. On either side, um, it's it is hard when you don't have that when when that isn't taking place somewhere where you can easily form those relationships but then does it mean that we have a responsibility when we're making things to actually find a way to create those connections and to create those relationships with that place and with those peoples like I don't know um are we just taking for granted the fact that like we can produce overseas without ever having those relationships and maybe that we need to maybe we have a responsibility to find a way to create those relationships, to foster and to nurture those relationships, even if it might not be easy. I don't know.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. And I do think a lot of this come comes down to like the way we're taught about how to do fashion, how to do, anything in the world but obviously we're talking about fashion here um so what actually could emerge differently if we started learning in fashion school wherever you go to learn fashion um where you actually had to take in intense studies of the place you're in and Mm -hmm. understand everything that happens there in terms of environmentally or the relationships that occur there um, the flora and fauna but then also the the urban relations that already occur there what could emerge differently if you actually started from that um connecting to place and then you allowed fashion to emerge from there
1: oh, i like that question that's an awesome question I mean, so much. And also, like, what if you had to learn about the cultures that have emerged from that place? Because, you know, fashion has contributed significantly to the erosion of culture. Um, And I mean, you look at like places like Bali and India, where you have these really ancient, like, um, making communities, and these beautiful, like, artisanal um, ways of making things that have you know formed over you know centuries like you just countless amount of time and all of a sudden in order to meet like in order to participate in the global community you're having to be forced into ways of making that are faster and that are that you know perhaps take you out of your traditional ways of making um, in order to like just pay the bills um, and so in that sense a lot of um, those traditional making communities have have lost have lost that knowledge or are losing the knowledge of how to do that because there's less demand for something that you're know you going to have to pay more for and that's going to take a lot longer to make Um, and so what if we had to learn about those cultures if we were going to make in a certain place let's just say for example if we were going to produce in Bali, what if we had to as you said learn about the flora and fauna but what if we also had to learn about the cultures that were specific to the community that we were working in Um, and what if we had a responsibility to that place because we were choosing to work there, um, and that responsibility encapsulated everything about that ecosystem—from the flora and fauna to the peoples, to the culture, to um, you know the impact that we made uh, from a sustainable standpoint, but also culturally the impact that we were making. What if we were taught? What Like you said, what if the foundations of fashion education were about the responsibilities that we had to place into people? I mean, fuck. We would be doing things so differently than we are mm. currently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's like what you're touching on, and I think it's really hard to separate from notions of place, is decoloniality. Mm. I don't think we can talk about connecting to place without making it an act of decolonization because our our lands, at least the lands we're on have been colonized. Well, I guess all lands have been colonized at some point, but um, where we are, it's quite recent. So so where does this interweave into all of it? Because it, it has to be an act of decoloniality, in my opinion. But how how no, does
1: connection that- to place is an act of decoloniality mm. because colonization, at least in my people's experience, was about disconnecting us from place. Like it was very intentional in in I can only speak from where I'm coming from, but in The experience of my people here in Aotearoa and New Zealand, our tribal groups were intentionally disconnected from place. We were moved out into urban areas because they knew that that disconnection from place was uh, so important to the goals of colonization. So reconnecting to place is, you know, one of those major steps of um, decolonizing. And so, for fashion to decolonize, it is essential to reconnect to place and to um, also to actually not no longer shy away from the responsibility that comes with fashion. Um, We've like that responsibility has just been completely ignored. And when we reconnect to place, we also then have to take on that responsibility. The responsibility comes with both like. I, I think oftentimes from a Western perspective, when we talk about responsibility, it feels like this heavy thing. Um, but it's not. It's both beautiful, like responsibility is both beautiful and it and it asks something from you. It gives and and it also requires from you. Um it's not just something that requires you to give up your pleasures, but it also gives you pleasure because you have this sense of belonging and you have this sense of like um this sense of place in the world like you realize that you aren't siloed from the rest of the world you realize that the actions that you have impact on other people's impact on other places and that's both beautiful and requires you to you know behave in different ways when you take on those responsibilities And so I I feel like there is so much depth and richness and beauty to come from holding ourselves responsible to place. Mm,
0: That's so beautiful. So beautiful. And I feel like when you say that, it makes that responsibility, it makes me feel connected. To, to others, as in having that joint responsibility, but also also to the earth and held very, very held, because um, there's that unifying vision towards caring for something that's that's beyond ourselves. Just so beautiful, and that I feel like that really threads into this idea of. Um, recognizing, acknowledging, and tapping into other knowledge and value systems that, um, that move away from colonial and industrialized ways of seeing the world. And, of course, there's aspects in there that are of value too, but um, particularly I think looking at place and land as teacher for yeah. us, and that, as a knowledge system within itself, which, yeah, in indigenous cultures, intrinsically understand that, but in particularly um, in the West, in, in our systems and in education, it's just it's not seen of value to, to learn from something that is seen as inanimate, which of course it isn't.
1: Mm. And also I think part of the issue is that um, Western science has tended to teach us that like man is a virus upon the earth and that, you know, it's because of us that the earth is just um, you know, everything's going to shit, and, and, you know, we need to remove ourselves from the natural world so that the natural world can thrive, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't recognize the reciprocity of relationship that can happen between the natural world and ourselves as humans, and how we can actually have positive relationships with each other, and actually, um help each other to thrive it's not so i think oftentimes when we think about responsibility from that western viewpoint it's like oh we have a responsibility to remove ourselves because we're kind of this virus on the earth but no actually we when we're in reciprocity with the natural world and with each other in community like it's a very different kind of relationship um yeah Sorry, I I don't know. I think I got a bit sidetracked there. But um, yeah, I feel like there's there's just a different kind of relationship, which, as you said, there are different forms of knowledge, different ways of um, being which have been pushed to the sidelines, which have a lot of benefit and have so much to teach us here. Um, and as you said, there is there is a lot of great things about um, the Western culture, and there is a lot of um, there's a lot we can take. It's not that everything about Western culture is bad, um, but it's just out of balance at the moment. And so bringing in those other forms of knowledge. And I think before we started this, before we pressed record. I was telling you about how in my culture, um, the way that we view our relationship to the natural world is different. And there is not that one way or the other is right or wrong. It's just offering different perspectives. But the way that we view our relationship with the natural world is that we, um, we all descend from Papa to which is the earth mother and Ranginui, which is the sky father. And, they had their different children between them, um, the the Atua, the gods, and we all descend from those gods. So essentially, we all descend, um, be it like insects or plants or food crops or us as humans, we all share the same genealogy, which means we all descend from Papatu-Anuku and Ranginui. And so the relationship we have and the way we view the natural world and the way we view uh, let's just say resources or you know um, fibers is different because we view them as being part of a non-hierarchical structure we view them as being part of the same genealogy genealogical um, lineage as we ourselves as humans come from and so it's different it's Neither is wrong or right, but it's just a different way of viewing the world um, and our relationship with the natural world and that view for me informs the way I feel about um, you know resources and the way I feel about community uh It just feels like when I remember that for myself, where I come from and what, um, what those teachings are, it feels like. Okay, I remember that actually, you know, what this resource or this fiber that I'm perhaps working with right now shares the same genealogy, genealogical lineage as I do. Therefore, um, I need to, I need to be able to justify my taking of it, and I need to be using it wisely and creating something worthy of taking that life or worthy of taking that, um, fiber. Um, otherwise I'm just being wasteful. Um, and you know, whatever I'm doing to someone or something else is what I'm doing to myself because we share that same, um, we share that same connection to like the primal parents. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think for me that informs a lot about how I feel about my relationship to the natural world and the things that I create.
0: Mm, Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, I'm really loving this conversation. I'm getting really inspired because I feel like I've had so little connection to place. It's only become a recent thing in the past few years. Um, because growing up first generation, um, but in a, in, a cult, in a Polish culture, but in Australia, but also very Catholic and Catholicism, um, not sure if it does now, but like Polish Catholicism completely separates humans from nature, and nature is seen as something to be extracted from and giving it animate. Qualities is actually deemed sinful, just so crazy. Um, and then I guess I've moved around so much and only really like had sat still here in Sydney the past few years have I started to really connect to place and find my roots but then also start to look into my Polish ancestry, which would be Slavs before, Catholicism took over which not easy to find that information um it's a slow process so this is so it's so interesting and I think a lot of people can relate to this this displacement and feeling like perhaps the place you're in now isn't where you're from or where your heritage is but you really love that place and you want to create a a reciprocal and revered relationship with that place and let it inform your work and how do you do that I think that's it's such a beautiful space to be in or at least I'm finding that um and that's still I think respectful and non-appropriative if you are on unceded colonized indigenous land like where does that all tie into it um Mm -hmm.
1: and i mean i can completely relate to that because i i didn't grow up on the lands that are my homelands um and even now i come from you know my mom's side comes from sheffield in england and my dad's side is maori so i'm on half of my uh ancestral lands but not on the other and i've never stepped foot there um and then also growing up overseas so i can completely relate to that sense of like root and like not exactly knowing where you come from but I think in my experience one of the things that you can do is there is layers to it like I think it's there's so much to be learned from diving deep into that as those ancestral connections and that part of ourselves but there's also we also at the same time as being as having those parts of ourselves we also get to enjoy Our beautiful earth and be held by her even if it isn't where we originally come from so I think there's so many ways in which she holds us and so many ways in which we can be present and grateful for that holding of ourselves even if that isn't a place which we have um, ancestral ties to and we can stand on that land and allow her to embrace us and to um, give us a, a space to be at home in for that time being while we are there. And I think she does that so beautifully, but sometimes it's a matter of like receiving that and allowing her to hold us and allowing ourselves to recognize that there are places which our spirits will long for and which will inform our knowledge of ourselves, which may not be this land that we stand on, but this land that we stand on right now is nurturing and caring for us. And so we can begin to form a reciprocal relationship with her wherever we stand on her and allow ourselves to feel embraced and and um, received wherever it is that we are. Um, and that's something that we can... I think in having that relationship with her and in feeling... I remember feeling that as a child on lands that were not my own. Like I remember being in the mountains in Tajikistan and just feeling this overwhelming sense of like belonging, not because that was where I came from, but because she held me, the land held me, the land allowed me to be there for that time being, the land allowed me to feel at home on her. And yes, I had that a a bit of rootlessness because I didn't have that cultural tie, but I also was so well received and so, Held by that land. And so I think connecting and starting to allow ourselves to see that relationship with land slightly differently um, will give us a sense of belonging and will give us a sense of being held. Um, And when we do that, we can begin to form those relationships, and that can begin to inform the relationships we have with what we make and the places which we may not be able to visit, but which we perhaps you know are working with in some way if that's you know places where our supply chains are based or where our fibers are coming with coming from um yeah I don't know
0: yeah I think that's beautiful and I can relate to that so much it feels very much like I'm being held here by the land even though this is a very new place for where I'm at I think it comes down to a lot of intentionality and and opening your heart up to connecting with that place wherever it is um, in that reciprocal and reverent way, as you mentioned, Amy. So it's really beautiful that that, that can occur anywhere. And, and particularly I think because, well, before COVID, Um, our generation, we are so transient, moving around so much. And I think we will continue after COVID or whatever happens. We don't know. Um, People are moving around so much. So can you have these reciprocal and also responsible relationships with place wherever you go, even if you're there for a few days, Like, how do you cultivate that? And, yeah, I think it's really beautiful um, what you just shared there. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, I think um, intention has so much to do with it. Um, I don't know. I I think a lot of it has to do with intention, as you said, and I think that for me when I am travelling – one of the things that I intend to do like every time I travel is to slow myself down and to be present Um and to try to just really take things in and have a sense of like thankfulness and gratefulness that I get to be there. Um I don't know. I, I, for me, it feels like a lot, you, like you said, so much of it is intention. Um, and if we're just – if our intention is or if our attitude is or if, like, our belief is that we're siloed as individuals and that, um, you know, it doesn't matter what we do or that we can just – or that the the earth is there for our taking or whatever other attitude it could be. Like, if those are our intentions that we navigate the world with, then – um that's very different than navigating the world with the intention to connect with the intention to be respectful with the intention to, um, see ourselves as part of a wider community, um, that is in reciprocal relationship wherever we go. So, yeah, I I do think that that is a huge part. And like one of the best places that we can start is with our intentions and just really sitting within with ourselves and, um, you know, really being honest about what our intentions are when we make things or when we travel or, you know, whatever it be. I mean, that's the best place we can start, I think.
0: Mm. I think also, like you touched on before, it is difficult for us to know in terms of when we're making, it's difficult for us to trace everything these days um, because of the complexities of our supply chain communities. However, I think if we start to start with an intention and then attempt to make those understandings come to life a little bit more, a little bit more, um, you know, where where does the, all the material aspects within your fabric, within your garment come from? And perhaps we, we can't always know, but I think, just starting to investigate and just that that curiosity and of course absolutely would be amazing to have more local fashion communities um, sprout up but at the moment we're not there so and of course we can imagine um, and bring into life and work towards that but in the meantime how do we connect with these global communities that are interwoven into into the, what we're what we're creating in some shape or form. I think, and I think that's where what you're saying around intentionality is key there.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, like, we were talking about um, just before about responsibility and what if we started with fashion education with responsibility. Like, yes, like, localized production is one truth, is one way of doing things, and that works for some brands. But, like, I also think we have a responsibility as a global fashion community to – the countries that we've gone into and just kind of raped for resources and cheap production. Like if we all pulled out tomorrow and just went local again, entire economies would collapse and we would be so irresponsible to those places in which we have like created, um, a, uh, we've created a mess to be, just, I don't know how else, how else to put it. And I think that intention can lead us into more respectful relationships in those communities that we've gone into and just kind of um, been really irresponsible with our our ways of making. Um, and I do think that those relationships can be in, you know, can be healthy and can be reciprocal and can be Um, beautiful, life-giving relationships, but I do think we do have some responsibility to our global communities. Like, I I believe that there's room for both, localized um, production and moving things back home, but I also do think that there is room for... um, Yeah, room for both, and I do think we have responsibilities to both sides of things. I just... I don't know. It's complex and nuanced. I don't think there's any one solution. But Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I would agree. I would agree. Huh. I think what you just stated, it's about building relationships, connecting to place, about building relationships yeah. with place but also with what emerges in place. And then yeah. I think also then where do you, your relationship to yourself, how that intersects into all of that. Mm. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think oftentimes it's our relationship with ourselves that we can begin with. Um, Cause we don't necessarily, we can't necessarily immediately go out and change everything. You know what I mean? Like um, oftentimes it begins with our relationship with ourselves and our personal relationships to the lands that we're on and the places that we're in. Um, and then ripples out from there and mm, relationships are like, it is all about relationships, but relationships are both beautiful and messy. And so we, I think it's important not to romanticize it, but to just really be committed to being in relationships. Um, and that requires time. It requires intention to slow down. It requires being present. Um, and some days, as in all relationships, there will be ups and downs. And so I, I think, yeah, I think that's, again, and it, this is like all of our work comes back to the same theme that it's all about relationships and it's mm-hmm. all about that commitment to relationships and intention and slowing down. And, um, and I mean it's it's gonna be a ride because many of us have not been taught how to do relationships well um and that's just one of the things that I think a lot I see a lot of our generation doing right now is learning how to be in relationship with each other um learning how to be in relationship with place um and that's Um, something that we get to navigate and to um, really figure out for ourselves because we have been so individualized and um that has been you know it has been about the nuclear family and about the individual and we've forgotten about villages we've forgotten how to do village life we've forgotten how to actually depend on each other and it's reciprocal like it's not just I take from you and give you money but like we actually have relationships with each other and we have dependency upon each other and we've seen dependency as being such a awful thing um, because of that kind of rise of the individual but it's a beautiful thing and so we're learning how to both receive and give in relationship and so that applies here too Um, it's both about receiving and giving and connection to place and in relationship with each other in relationship with land and the communities we work in and It's not going to be like this romantic, like wonderful thing the whole time. It will be for (laughs) lots of it, but it will also be difficult and it will also challenge us. It will also require us to be really honest with ourselves and, you know, it will bring up like, as you and I have said a lot over the last little while, um, these, this work brings up a lot of, of things to the surface to be dealt with. Um, and that can be messy. Uh, but it's okay for it to be messy and um, that's part of the human experience as part, part of living. Um, yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Ah, that seems like a really nice point to end on, Amy, unless you have anything else you'd like to add.
1: No, I, I don't. What about you, babe?
0: No, that feels quite complete for me. thank you so much everyone for listening and we hope you've enjoyed today's conversation and we will see you soon for some more chats bye thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this week's conversation
1: for today's show notes to get in touch or sign up to our mailing list you can find links at the bottom of this episode page And if you are new to
0: our community, then head on over to our Instagram at sustainability5.0 and our website www.sustainability5.com and follow along to stay up to date with our upcoming online and in-person events.
1: If you found value in today's conversation, then we would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Through this, you're helping others to find these important conversations. Have a beautiful and wonderful week, everyone. Bye-bye.